I, I was going to ask, actually, Ephraim, why you don't like Canadians. How come I don't like what? Canadians. <laughs> it's not that I don't like Canadians. <laughs> I mean, I have... Listen no, it's me. I don't like Canadians. <laughs> Iman doesn't like Canadians. How you guys doing? Hey. Yeah, we had technical difficulties. Yeah, that's typical for Bila. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should I just do the intro real quick and we just jump into it? Any objections? Go for it. All right. All right. Welcome to Table Moments, the podcast where three brothers and guests discuss random crazy ideas. We talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host and captain, the weirdo who picks fights with strangers on TikTok, Iman. We also have the sales machine who's loved in the gym and retirement homes, our elder, Akram. And lastly, we have the Texas transplant who has forsaken his California roots, the rapscallion cowboy, Bilal. I knew you were going to say some stupid <laughs> shit. Shut I knew it. This. this week, we have a very special guest. He's a renowned businessman who's bringing his talents and business acumen to the world of healthcare. With a contagious attitude for life and good vibes, Bilal's dear friend and business partner, Omar. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it, man. What an intro, bro. Yeah. You have great introductions. Thank you. Yeah. Akram says it's too corny, but whatever. It is corny. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to make our guests feel special. God. No, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I would have given more details about your background if Bilal had told that's me. What say, that's what you say about a girl. You make her feel special. Is that, is that what you're doing for him? <laughs> Look, maybe they have a point when they say that. He's trying to be a good host. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he gets it. Like yeah. when you invite somebody over to your house, you offer them, you treat them really well. I, I, I get that. I, I get that if he's Gasha, but he's. We're, he we're is Gasha. No. And on yeah, the, maybe on the podcast. In a sense of a podcast, sure, but like. No, uh, it's all mindset, bro. It's all mindset. This is our home. We've invited this is our business. him to speak freely. This is not a home. This is our business. No, it is our home. It's our business. All right, whatever. All right, man. Hey, welcome. Um, you're in Texas with Bilal, though? Is that it? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, are you, are you from Texas? No. Uh, so I originally grew up in SoCal. I grew up in... Are you guys familiar with Southern California? Yeah. yeah a little I, bit, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I grew up in Santa Ana until I was about 18. And then me and my family moved to Irvine after that. And I've been in Irvine for about 10 years. Irvine is not real life, by the way. What do you mean by that? It's, it's like everything is super cookie cutter. Um, there's like absolutely like the crime there is so low that I've never seen this anywhere else. They have a department that's specifically tailored for accidents. So you'll see... Uh, on the side of the vehicles, it'll say uh, accident investigation. So it's just what? for cars. So you're yeah. telling me you're telling me they are so bored that they had to create a whole nother department just to make sure that they're occupied and using their you know their money wisely. Exactly, bro. Just so, just so it's not that they're using their money wisely. It's so that funding doesn't get cut. They mm. are extreme when it comes to bicycle theft. Man, Ooh. like yeah. okay. <laughs> like it's crazy because if you like my sister went to davis right so bicycle theft is normal mm -hmm. but you don't got the police going crazy on you like they do in irvine irvine they will track you down wow 
That must yeah. be nice for people Wait, there. Do, do they have bike VIN numbers or bike uh, yeah, serial numbers? Yeah, you can actually <laughs> register your bike with Swear. the Swear. I was just joking. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that was a real shit. God damn. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, it's not, it's, you can ask Bilal, it's not real life. It's like anybody that lives there or moves there, because the people there are generally pretty affluent, make mm -hmm. pretty good money. I'll give you an example. Let's just say you, you were driving down the street, right? And then you decided to, you drove down the street every day and you decided to throw your trash out the window. You'll probably see that trash in the street the next day, right? Uh -huh. In Irvine, it'll be gone. You'll never, you, there's no trash anywhere. That's like, true, actually. No, yeah. The roads are always fixed. You, it, like potholes are not a thing. And you got to understand, I come from Santa Ana. It was like night. Imagine you went from the hood, like shootouts to... It's dead quiet by 10 p.m. because everybody's asleep and you hear no noise. So it was a, it was it was a big trip. It was a big transition. It was a trip for me. I love Irvine, though. So you're saying it's a utopia. It would be the closest thing to it. Damn. OK. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But let me let's ask a lot. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see how you say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's very clean for sure. Um, as far as safety-wise, probably the safest city on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super safe, right? Everybody's just very rich. I agree. I mean, what, what would you say? Because, uh, Omar, if you didn't know, I mean, was also living in Irvine. Yeah, went to school, Irvine. Okay, it was, so you uh, went to UCI. Yeah, I did. And, um, yeah, super clean. The weather is probably the best weather I've ever experienced from every anywhere I've lived. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's easy to take those things for granted, the the peace and tranquility that exists in a city like that. Until then, you move to somewhere where it's just like you know people shit in the on the sidewalk, and you're like, what the bro, that's, a good, <laughs> that's, that's a good point because you know, when, yeah. when I come back to bro, I'm just yeah. like, oh, fuck, I'm in a dis depressing ass place. It but really is. Really, Bro, I really feel like every time I'm back, bro, I don't, feel, I don't even feel like being outside, you know? I'm just yeah. only being there just for the family. You know, I've seen bro. all this stuff on Twitter about SF and people shitting on sidewalks. You know, it's a different thing to read about it, but to actually see it, because we actually saw it in the streets here. Downtown, we were walking, getting some food with the homies, and, and they're like, yo, watch out. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like a big pile of shit. I was like, is that human shit? Yes, that is human shit. Like, <laughs> goddamn. You know, it's crazy. When I went to San Francisco, you're right. I, I was walking around and it smelled like just hot doo doo everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. I don't know what's happened to California. I mean, somehow Irvine's been able to shield itself and protect itself from this. Well, I, one of the reasons why is because, and I've seen this with my own eyes. Uh, the police actually pick up the homeless. The homeless aren't allowed to be in Irvine. They pick them up and they drop them off outside the city. Really? Now, now, now ever since COVID, they've been a, a lot more lax. So I've been seeing homeless people around and, and you know, people begging for money. But that was not the case for majority of the time I've been in Irvine. I've, see, I've literally seen them go up to homeless people, be like, hey, get in the car, mm -hmm. drive them. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I, but I know they drive them out the city. They'll drive them out the city and you, you will never see. That's what I mean by it's not real life because uh -huh. you could go to Laguna. You can go to Newport, right? Newport Newport has a lot of rich people. You can go to Orange. You can go to Costa Mesa. 
and you will see homeless people, you will find people low, lower socioeconomic status. In Irvine, you really, you really don't see it that often. Damn. Do they just drop them off in Santa Monica? I feel like there's so <laughs> many there. I think they bust a mission in Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. Yeah. But, I mean, now you guys are in Texas. So, is it... Do you just have a problem saying where exactly in Texas you are? Or? No, I don't mind. You can say it. Okay. Is it Austin? No, we're in uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, okay. Have you guys gotten a chance to explore around Texas yet? Bilal hasn't really because he's kind of been swarmed. But mm -hmm. I've been around a little bit. It's not that nice, man. <laughs> oh, for real? But, but it's a cool city to live in. Like, it, it's not like... <laughs> Bilal put it in a good way when he landed. It was kind of funny. He's like, I thought it was going to be all tumbleweeds. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I really thought, like, my expectations were so freaking low. Yeah. And then when I, when I arrived, I was like, oh, I could literally live here. I, I won't have a problem. Like, you know it's a saying? city. Thought, yeah. It's an actual it city. Be, no, I thought it was going to be, like, terrible, bro. I thought it was going to be, like, because when, when you hear Texas, there's so much land, so much, you know? No, like, people don't think yeah, that when bro. they think Texas. They no, understand there are cities like Austin, San Antonio, Houston. Those are big cities, man. Have you guys gotten a chance to like interact with the people there? I mean, kind of. Um, one of the things we do is uh, we talk to Uber drivers, um, Lyft drivers, and uh, yeah, they like they, they they seem cool. Like uh, she's an older woman; she's like sixty maybe 70. Mm -hmm. Turns out her grandfather, or I'm sorry, her great-grandfather owned slaves. Damn. <laughs> and she was trying to tell me, like, it was very interesting. So she was like, so first we, we started talking about movies and things, and then we started getting into race. And she's like, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty decent at drawing things out of people when I'm not talking. So I, I asked her a lot of questions. And so she was like, you know, I don't get why black people say they're African-American. You're just American. And what's funny is in my head, I was like, for years, that's what they were fighting for. They were fighting to be called Americans, not African-Americans, right? But mm -hmm. then there's segregation and et cetera, et cetera. So now there's a separation. That's why they have the separation. Uh, but uh, so she starts getting into that. And then she tries to tell me, she's like, you know, I thought I might have been black. This woman is white as hell. But she's like, my grandfather was a slave owner. And she's like, you know, slavery isn't like what you thought it was. Uh, you know, um, it's not all as bad as you think. And, and it was very normal. So she's not wrong. Slavery historically is very normal. But the thing is, what I explained to her was the way that the Americans did it is probably the worst way it could have been done. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't get into it, but uh, there's things like Mandingo fights. There's things like having mothers and sons or fathers and daughters having sex with each other to create the the best uh human right slave things like that were done in america you will not find that done anywhere else you know but i i didn't get into all that uh, but i told her you know i i think that america has done it the worst but i agree with you slavery was normal so then she starts telling me how it was just interesting she was like my grandfather had a slave woman and he and they had children together and he recognized all his children, which is not always the case. But I mean, if he did do that, you know, that's interesting because I, one of the questions I didn't ask her, but I had in my head, I was like, I wonder if it's a product of consensual sex or rape. Ooh, that's an you interesting know? question. Like, because here's the thing when you're 
when you're in a power dynamic and he's a slave master, he can do whatever he wants to you. Can you really say no? And uh, but I didn't ask that because I because, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of loaded. And, and, I, and I gauged her and I was like, she, she's not like she was getting a little heated. And I was like, I don't I don't want her to stop the conversation because she kept telling me she's like, I shouldn't be talking about this. I was like, no, it's fine because I want to draw it out. I'm, I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. And um, so was, anyway, long story short, her it was crazy. Her The history that she had, she's like, we have a musket from the Civil War in my family. They have another musket that goes all the way back to uh, the revolution. Right. And I was like, man, I would never meet someone like this in California. Yeah. You know, that was one of my first interactions with a person from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) A musket from the revolutionary war. What the hell? Crazy, right? That's crazy. That's so crazy. Damn, uh, here in the damn south. (laughs) Do they have an accent down there? I'm, I'm sure they do. Some people, some people do. A lot of people don't. I've been on the phone with people where they're like, "Hey, y'all," and I'm like, "Oh man, this is cool." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, super thick. <laughs> yeah, but generally speaking, do you find that they're friendly people? Yeah, they 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 definitely very friendly. They got that southern hospitality. Yeah. In their voice yeah. when they communicate. Yeah, I, I like to think so. I mean, I feel like people in California are pretty cordial. I don't think people in Texas are any extra. Mm. If that makes sense. But I, I, you know, that's just from my interaction. Yeah. I don't know. Like anytime conversation about the South comes up, I don't know. A lot of these Yankees on these (laughs) 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 always have this like misperception about the South. Like everybody here is racist and like it's going to be a terrible experience for black people, which I'm sure there are parts of it that are. But like generally speaking, most people are cool. Like, that's true for California. That's true for Texas. That's true for any other Southern state. That's true for most people in the world as well. It's just like, it's weird. The biases that we have when we're so used to just one, one thing or living just around a certain type of people. I think it depends on where you are. Okay. Like, Cause I don't completely disagree with you, but I do disagree with you to a degree. Like I grew up in Orange County. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Huntington beach to avoid going to school in Santa Ana because it was a dangerous neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I've been called a nigger. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many times people have tried to, I, I, people have tried to assault me for being black. Mm-hmm. Police, law could tell you the police in Irvine are unforgiving. Like I, I had a cop uh, follow me uh, and, and then he followed my parents' car. And when he pulled my parents over, he's like, oh, Omar's not in the car. Oh, he knew you? Yeah, well, he because he pulled me over one time and he was trying to get me for something I didn't, but I don't commit, you know, I'm not a criminal. So, so he, he kept trying to get me. Another time I was driving, one of my white friends converted and uh, it's Ramadan. So we're coming home. I'm not driving a shady car. I have a, uh, this is in 2012. I have a 08 Nissan Altima and I'm driving him back to his house. He lives a mile away from me. As we're driving, we get pulled over by two drunk cops, right? They're drunk? As, yeah, they're drunk. Damn. Smelled alcohol in their breath. This is the second time I got pulled over by a drunk cop, too, by the way. Damn. Uh, so they're drunk, and one of the cops is Asian. The other guy's white. I've been pulled over by the white guy before. He was drunk the other time, too. Hmm. So my friend, long story short, after the ordeal, my friend, he, he's been pulled over a lot because he speeds a lot. Mm-hmm. We start driving. I don't say anything. I just stay quiet. He's like, you know, Omar, I've never had an experience like that in my life. 
And he was like, had I not been in the car with you, I don't know what would have happened. And then he later, and then, so I was like, I was like, damn, like, I thought I was tripping. Like maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating how cops act. But when I didn't say anything and he said that, I was like, wow. And uh, he was like, you should spend the night at my house, bro. I live a mile away from him. He was like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drive home because I don't know what will happen to you if you drive home. I've had some very interesting experiences with police. So I, I, I think that it depends on where you are. In America, Malcolm X said something very interesting. He was like, people think the people in the North are not racist. But he's like, they're some of the most racist people you'll ever meet. They just hide it better. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, a lot of these people claiming to be allies aren't really. That's my contention, at least. I agree with you. Yeah. But um, now being in a down south, do you see like a lot of red flags while you're driving around? There's like interesting Confederate, Confederate flags on the cars or uh, antennas like on the houses. <laughs> I that, that's that's what, what I think. What I think of Texas, I, I I think nothing but Confederate Confederate flag every time. So yeah. I'm just yeah, because I'm like they they gotta be like oh we want to you know commemorate our history. History of what? Just like only slaves or still wanting to keep slaves till till rebellion time? could yeah. be rebellion. I don't know. Have you guys seen those? I personally okay. So I've seen I've seen Trump flags, but I haven't yeah. seen. No, I've seen, I've seen actually, I think I have seen a truck driver. A guy was driving a truck. They drive hella trucks out here. Yeah. Uh, he, had a, he had a Confederate flag and he had a Trump flag. Mm-hmm. The Trump flag don't really bother me that much, as much as like the Confederate flag. So I'm like, dude, what are, you, what are you trying to go back to? You know? I don't know, I don't know if it's that. Like, like in pop culture, there's been uses of the Confederate flag in TV shows and stuff that at least now have been canceled. Right. So like Dukes of Hazard, you had the car with the Confederate flag on the, the rooftop. I know it has this history, but like it can have more than just that meaning, which I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with that culture might not understand. So do you, do you know? But I'm actually genuinely curious. Do you know? Are you familiar with it? You, could you educate us or lightly? Yeah. So for some people, they just it does represent that region and the heritage outside of the, the the slavery and the racism and stuff like that more like this history of rebellion and that they are self-reliant and that's a symbol of well i mean the whole civil war that was part of it like separating from the union and all that and so that so the flag can hold meaning just beyond what pop culture and um society as it has and so for them they really don't have racist attitudes when it comes to that it's really just like i don't know people fly the eritrean flag but he's a he's a fucking dictator what are we going to say like all these people are supportive of a dictator i wouldn't say so i mean people wear t-shirts of che Guevara. it's like all right he did some pretty bad things but maybe you just stand for it the 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 message behind the principles um, yeah the principles so it's like, but when it comes to the Confederate flag, they treat it differently. It's like, oh, it has to be about racism. No, have a conversation with the person. If they're a racist, they're a racist. Got it. Stay away. But if, if, if it's beyond that, give them a chance to explain. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. You don't have to agree with it. And you can still have your feelings about the flag. But this idea that we're going to treat this one symbol differently than all the other symbols that all have really bad things associated with them. It's just, I don't know. It's not very fair, at least from what I can see. I think, uh, I think you bring a very good point. Like one thing I try to do um, is 
I, I don't want to judge you and call you a bad person based off your beliefs because I don't know what your morals stem, are stemmed from. So I try to figure that out first before I decide like you're a good or bad person. Because you're kind of right. Like there are people who probably, you know, uh, look at the Confederate flag as a respect to their heritage. But if you think about the Civil War, by the way, me and the lady talked about this too. <laughs> she was like, you know, the Civil War wasn't about slaves. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was an economical war. But what's, uh, what's ironic is that what was the main economics in the South? It was slavery. But yeah. it was also North trying to take over the South. And I think that, like, yeah, like I said, I agree with you in, in a sense of, like, we should be talking to people instead of shutting them out. Because when you share ideas, you're more likely to find or come to common ground or at least be willing to you know, be cordial with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it really annoying when people come to prejudgments about people without ever actually having a, or at least understanding where they're coming from. Like, yeah, they could just have beliefs that you find abhorrent. True. But just to come to, and usually they make judgments based on what other people have said about these people or just, yes. so it's just like, you're not even going to the source when you can. The internet's a beautiful thing. You can actually find things yourself now. You don't have to rely on the word of some other person telling you that this person's bad and then making your judgments and feeling some type of way about it. And it's just like, you know, you can think for yourself if you want, make a judgment. And if you come to the same conclusion, cool. Or you might just learn something new. But that's not very common these days. I love that you said that because um, I asked that lady that and I've asked a lot of people that. So it's funny because the lady was like, I was like, have you ever, because she was making a lot of claims about black people. And I was like, have you ever spoken to this? about this with another black person she's like no i would never they they would just attack me mm. and, but it was interesting was i'm i'm a black person right oh well, i'm half yeah. or whatever i'm i'm talking to you about this i've yeah. had my experiences and i'm not shutting you out but she yeah. but she and that was the end of the conversation and a lot of people you're right like a lot of people what's interesting is let me go through he say she say rather than let me look at the source yeah Wait, why do you think she was able to open up to you and not other, like another black person? Um, I think I'm just really, <laughs> I'm, I'm really like, I, I know how to ask questions. Like, mm. um, because I, 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 it's not a manipulation thing. It's just, I'm generally intuitive. Like, you know, I'm interested in, and so, um, when I want to find out about somebody, I don't talk as much. I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So. What's up? Yeah. Texas. Uh, it's definitely going to be a new experience for you guys. For sure. I, I hear the food's going to be a lot. I mean, I guess you got to watch out because I think they they use a lot of oil in their food. But and maybe there are some cultural differences that you'll learn over time. Maybe you guys will, might even get some cowboy boots and a, a cowboy hat and start Man, speaking really, with the southern yeah. drawl and everything. I'm not even going to lie to you. I really want a cowboy hat. Oh, for real? <laughs> I saw, I'm dumb, I saw dude. I saw two people rocking. I saw a black dude. He had he had the whole giddy up. He had the the boots, the belt, the jean, the jean shirt, the ten gallon. And I saw a white dude, and I was like, "That is so fly! I need to rock that." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Westerners realize there are black cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I saw one as well. I wouldn't say I would call him a cowboy. Pretty much, he he was he had the whole dress up, but 
had yeah. no like southern culture behind it. He just liked dressing with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Oh, and, bro. Yeah, it keeps coming into my place of business, and I'm like, what is this cowboy Negro want to be trying to come into this store? Come on. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the only dude. I'd seen him with a cowboy hat. Do you introduce yourself and be like, howdy, cowboy? And he started... No, no, I'm just, no, he, he's like, what's up, bro? I'm like, okay. <laughs> how you gonna, how you gonna have a cowboy hat and tell me what's up? I'm like, no, oh. that's the thing. Like there's a the beauty of America is that you can get cultural fusions and weird, in, in weird combinations, which I do appreciate about this country. Like, yeah, it's like, bro, like I, I might get a pair of cowboy boots. They seem so easy to wear. You just pull them on and take them off, you know? Hey, rock it, bro. Do you. Yeah. We, li- yeah. we live in America. You could do almost anything you want. You guys want to know what's crazy, bro? What's up? Yeah. Omar's about to marry four wives, bro. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not married for at one time, but we we always talk about this. Uh, so, Bilal, like, me and Bilal always have conversations about, like, you know, what's your ideal spouse? And I'm like, I got ideal spouses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair yeah so yeah we always we always just joke about it. what do you guys think about that i mean here's the thing from practically speaking or you know nowadays a lot of a lot of women are at least these days struggling especially when they push to the later years to to actually find a man and get married is they end up getting to a point where they really struggle to find a man right and so in order to make sure all these women can you know be with somebody they might have to share and uh, (laughs) so logically speaking it makes a lot of sense i mean i don't really have a problem with it honestly for me it's all about if i can afford it because having one girl is already expensive and then having another one you gotta be balling all right because 100 yeah exactly it's 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 work it's effort and you know if you if you make fuck you money, all right, go for it. <laughs> but yeah. if if you're not making fuck you money, then nah, man. I mean, usually one 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 girl is a lot. But I also think it's it's how you carry yourself. Uh, because there's there are some men that just have that caliber where you know they make it work, and it's not. It has nothing to do with. I think finances play a big role. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't, but they're like, I've been around a lot of men where, you know, uh, they're sleeping with multiple women and the women know about it and they're not tripping and the guy's yeah. not rich. The guy's not, but he just, he's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I always was curious, like how, what the mechanics are. Do they all have their own place and do they ever meet and have fam dinner together? Like that'd be interesting. So I was yeah. watching another dude who who has been in polygamous, mar- polygamous marriages uh, and his father as well. And he talked, they're from the UK and he talked about how that's actually a disaster. So he was like, my dad did it. And I thought it was so cool because he would bring his, his second wife and they'd all have dinner. Mm-hmm. And he, my dad told me that's one of the things I regret the most. So mm-hmm. actually what I, what I, cause I, I researched this a lot, not, not that much, but I researched it a good amount to know like what most men say is, keep everything separate because yeah. what what ends up happening is women get jealous women get competitive uh their feelings get hurt and it causes problems for you yeah that makes sense like definitely don't want to be throwing it or making it aware or putting it in their faces that there's another woman there but they know that there's another woman 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as you're not like throwing it in their faces or like trying to start some shit. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. I think for a lot of them, it's, it's about respect. Like, do they feel respected in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're, if you're hoarding the women around like you're a pimp and they're hoes, you know, people, people talk. So yeah. the women don't feel respected and now they don't feel respected. They're going to come after you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Akram, uh, how many wives are you going to have? Uh, one in every area code. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a lot of area codes, man. Hey, if Luda did it, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't need to bring girls with me when I fly. <laughs> they're, they are, they're already there. Pretty much. <laughs> not, not, you know. But you got to start the conversations out, you know? Be like, yeah. hey, I'm coming by. Blah, blah, blah. Come, yeah. you know, through real quick. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you think the age of social media makes it a little, you have to move a little different with something like that? Because, like, everyone's, like, posting stuff on social media now, right? And so. It's all about sliding in the DMs, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so those are <laughs> the, the hoes in area codes. You literally just DM them. Exactly. Ah, uh, well, I mean, they're not wives, though. A- ain't nobody yeah. said wives. Wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did say wives. Well, no, you said wives. I said I just want to make sure I have somebody to come, like, to pop by uh, in every area code. You don't want wives. You want baby mamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, not baby mamas. Because I'll tell you what, I keep my shit wrapped up every time. <laughs> that okay. it stays wrapped. Thank you for that, Akram. It's a ran wrap. You feel me? Yeah. Are you good? <laughs> All area codes except Canada, right, Akram? Don't don't bring up Canada. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Canadians, by the way? I I asked me or Akram. You. Yeah. I actually don't. I don't know. One thing I don't like is uh, they're super liberal. Mm. I'm completely against the liberal agenda. Uh, I know about, I mean, I heard this from Jordan Peterson, right? Uh, if you miss a mess up and say, you know, he, she incorrectly, you can get, you know, prosecuted, which I find insane. I don't know, man. Canada. I don't know. I never met the people, so I have no idea. I, I was going to ask actually Ephraim why you don't like Canadians. How come I don't like what? Canadians. <laughs> it's not that I don't like Canadians. <laughs> I mean, I have listen. No, it's me. I don't like Canadians. <laughs> I'm in doesn't like. Iman doesn't like Canadians. Me, I'm I'm cool with them, but <laughs> yeah. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Their friendly is deceiving. Right? Oh, and facts, straight facts. It's so deceiving. Like they are authoritarians with a smile on their face, and their politics and the way they govern themselves and the way they run their society shows it. And when you get a chance to meet them, you're like, oh, these are super friendly people, totally. And then you realize what they're willing to support and go with, and it's just like. Bruh, this is all just vanity stuff for them. I'm just mm. like, it's like, all right, yeah, that liberal thing really go. They go hard on that shit. They go super hard. They really do. Yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing, man. Like, it's weird how the world is upside down. Like, people, you know, now now they're trying to push this LGBTQ stuff. I don't know if I'm not allowed to talk about this on, on the we podcast. We talk about anything. Oh, okay. Anything. I don't, don't want to. Except don't, for <laughs> politics. I mean, this is political. Except for politics. Yeah. I was going to ask why you, why you guys black out politics. I'm not a political person myself, but why do you guys black out politics? Or is that just a. a I like politics, but 
everyone else finds it super annoying or they're the thing so, is Iman gets on a huge ass rant about politics yeah, and he so, won't stop talking for a good hour yeah, by, himself, on me. by himself by yeah. himself so we have you to learn stuff him. though that's the thing no, you learn stuff dude, you don't know what's going on no you're right you're right i, I do learn but dude not yeah, not no. for the podcast not for yeah, the podcast yeah so that's why we it's really just a check on me uh okay yeah. which is fine i mean like <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot what I was gonna ask or what I was gonna say earlier. Oh yeah, the LGBTQ man. They're, they're, you know, it's one thing if you want to personally identify. Although I find it, you know, not just like not just from a religious standpoint. Although most of my morals do come from religion, I find it, you know, uh, absurd. I think. Mm-hmm. I think here's an interesting thing. Right? Let's talk about trans people for a second. All right. One thing that trans people say, or what they're trying to push, is that men and women are the same, mm-hmm. right? It's not just trans, but it's LGBTQ. They're trying to say men and women are the same. Yeah. You know, uh, biology doesn't di- doesn't dictate who you are. Mm-hmm. On the same breath, they're saying, "I feel like a woman," or "I feel like a man." Well, how would you know what a man feels like if number one, we're all the same, and number two? If you've only been a man or if you've only been a woman, how do you know what the opposite gender is like? So if you are saying the opposite gender for a man, for example, they wear makeup, they wear dresses. They, I mean, for women, they wear makeup, they wear dresses, they wear heels, they act feminine. You are saying that men and women are different and you are pinpointing the differences. But if you're, if you're saying they're the same, then why are you going through these lengths, these surgeries, hormone therapy? Why don't you just be you? Yeah, that is a very glaring contradiction that they don't want to address. Totally doesn't make any sense. But my attitude with all this is like, okay, you guys want to have these hypocritical rules? Well, if you take them to their end, it leads in, it leads to absurdity, right? Which is like now people are talking about the whole trans women in women's sports and stuff. And I'm just like, what do you think was going to happen? That's so- it's like you guys finally get to pay the consequences of your beliefs and 100%. and it's not men who are pushing for tolerance inclusion and acceptance so you eliminated the idea of a woman by being supportive of this now you get to eat the cake that you made like <laughs> that's my attitude it's like i'm not trying to convince anybody that they're wrong at this at, at this point i think it's a lost cause society's on a decline i'm just like you know what Y'all did this to yourselves. And now I see on Twitter people like, oh, you know, we got to defend women's sport. I'm like, they did this to themselves. You had a <laughs> chance to stand up for and point out the contradictions to their face and just be disagreeable for once. You don't have to just go along and get along all the time. Like, you could have just told the facts as they are, point out the hypocrisy and the contradictions, and finally stand up for something that is one, scientific and morally right, but they decided not to. And now women lost sports. Like, okay, WNBA is going to be a lot more interesting now. But sucks for women. I don't know. Like, are we supposed to save them from themselves? You start seeing niggas starting dunking. Dunking. Yeah, I know. We're going to see this shit. We're going to see this shit. And it's just like, y'all ruined it. You ruined it. So it's like, at this point, should we save them from themselves? You know? Hell no. I don't know. My attitude is just like. Nope. I think this. I think what a lot of people are realizing, what's interesting is, like, because because five five years ago, I feel like a lot of this 
it's, it's 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 been building, but the last maybe five to seven years, it's been really like skyrocketed, right? Yeah. And when you hear people speak in the beginning, they're like, "Oh, you know, LGBTQ, we shouldn't be judgmental. We shouldn't be this. We shouldn't be that." And then when the sports thing started happening, right, with the swimmer, with the mm-hmm. powerlifter, with the biker, people are more like, "Well, we support LGBTQ, but at the same time." You were born a man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's an asterisk on that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that people realize like, yo, this is a problem. Like I thought this wasn't going to affect me. But now, like, for example, there was a high school trans boy who started wrestling girls. And bro, there was a, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with, uh, there was a trans UFC fighter. Are you guys familiar with them, with that story? I think so. I've heard of it. Yeah. He almost killed the girl he fought. Yeah. And it's like, people are starting to understand like, yo, yo, like, okay, like we get it. You want to be a girl, but like, you're really a guy because this doesn't affect men. Right. And when it comes to sport. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not going to have a woman that transitioned to a man heat, you know, against the men. Well, uh, I guess it's, you know, like we're just, we're just, bro, we're, we're stronger. We're, we're like, look, biologically, we're built this way because men are supposed to be providers. You can't go hunt if you got a weak, small body. You know, you're not going to uh, be successful in a world where majority of history, it was labor intensive. If you're if you're if you're built like a woman. So we're just biologically engineered to be, you know, better when it comes to, you know, athleticism. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just so funny that. People are now like, yo, like, okay, we got to actually take that into consideration now. I think the beauty of this country is you can live your life however you want. But the moment you start trying to getting other people to participate in your beliefs about yourself, that's where I think it's, it's gone too far. And there's a lot of dark side to this whole thing outside of just the sports thing. People don't talk about the metrics when it comes to the suicide rate of trans people. It's stupid mm-hmm. high stupid high Mm. and it's like and then if you ask them like why start looking into why that's happening it's a lot of it is regret because once you chop something off you can't you can't reattach it um it's gone forever and so it's like you're encouraging and supporting people to take on elective procedures that are irreversible and if this was just a small moment in their life where they felt this way that they could have gone past or maybe more of a psychological thing then they have to live with the physical consequences of that decision that everyone supported them in making. And so it's like, there's this whole dark side that no one ever wants to talk about. It's just like, it, it's, it's some evil shit, man. On the side of society, encouraging a lot of this, not saying it's bad or whatever, people have their own opinions about it, live your life however you want, but let's talk about the negative consequences that have come out of society supporting this stuff. Not only just affecting women, but also the trans people themselves. It's it's fucked up, man. It's so fucked up. Yeah, it's bad. It's definitely bad. But yeah, man. I listen to I listen to one or two of you guys' podcasts. You guys are big on the Menosphere, right? Uh, kind of like, like say that Fresh and Fit podcast. I mean, uh, I support the guys. Like for sure, we carry ourselves. We have a lot of the same values for sure. The same mindset for the mindset. For the yeah, part. yeah. But like, but we we tried to do a little bit of different, like not focusing only on relationships. We try to focus on just overall experience of life that includes family, that includes 
life experiences. Just we try we try to keep everything entertainment. It's like we we don't have ha- we don't have a set genre at least not yet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But I meant I, no. I not your podcast. I meant like YouTube. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah. YouTube yeah. is like more because it's just me and Ucker. So it's like we do tend into that kind of stuff and. I don't know. I've always been that way where I'm just like, y'all acting funny out here. And it never made any sense to me. But like, it does align a lot with the Manosphere stuff, Red Pill stuff. And I don't have anything against that kind of stuff. Like, a lot of it, it's good advice. It's like, if it's just good advice, you can apply it. Forget the labels and everything. It's like, if it works, it works. And so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People get too caught up in the labels and stuff. No, it's true. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you say. I think, uh, I think uh, I don't, I don't, I've, I've read very little about red pill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because my friends have always told me, Hey bro, do you read red pill? You're very red pill. And I'm like, I don't read red pill. Yeah. I just observed, <laughs> I literally observed everything around me. And I don't agree with everything red pill says, but I've watched some of Ken, Kevin Samuel's stuff. I've watched uh, enough of him fresh podcast to kind of get a grasp of what, what this is. And I'm like, dude, this is just, it's just it's just you be can yeah that's a really good succinct um phrase of exactly what it is just be a man how to be a man that's it be a man yeah crazy it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that no 100 at this point people are just they get in their feels super quick and they make their judgments about things that other people have said about other people and then all of a sudden they think they know what the hell's going on it's like no it's like at the very least, you can at least try to put yourself in their shoes and understand where they're coming from, even if you find everything that they believe abhorrent and objectionable. You can at least understand where they're coming from so you can, if, if you think of it as combat or a war or like a battle of ideologies, um, you can at least understand the people that you are in conflict with. But people don't even do that, so they just out, out here acting crazy. Like fucking <laughs> automatons not knowing what the hell to do. And then it's just, it's wild. Wild. Yeah, so, I don't know. Got real philosophical, but <laughs> no, it's dope. The audience do they do they enjoy these kind of discussions? Um, I think so. I mean, like, uh, I enjoy making it, <laughs> um, especially with like the after moment stuff where we're I think more raw than on the podcast. Some clips people do find offensive, which is fine. I mean, it's better to be loved and hated or loved and hated instead of liked. If you're liked, you don't really have any values, you know? You're just mm-hmm. saying everything that people agree with and you're not actually true to yourself because everyone has opinions about something that they are really, you know, there's no, like you said, neutral. Everyone has their beliefs, but they keep it to themselves. And so they're neutering their voice all the time. And mm-hmm. this podcast, the, the videos that we make give me a chance to like really let it all out. And I know a lot of people are going to hate it, but there are also people who will love it. And that's where you want to be on both sides, love and hate. Being liked, you go in the middle of the road, you'll never do anything or say anything that's of any import. Like, because you're trying to appease to, to everybody, which means you're nothing. And so be something, be, be real. That's, that's always been my attitude with this. And I encourage others to do the same. I like that, man. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, every now and then we stumble on some truths that other people actually find agreeable. And it's like, okay. Then we see those kind of ideas float to the top. And I think this is how you slowly push the culture back, at least in a direction that you prefer. It's like being open and honest, not coming from a place of hate or anything, but like just letting it all out 
full transparency and letting mm-hmm. the people who think like you or are at least open to the idea of the way you think find you. And so we're not all just dominated by what the overlords are trying to tell us to believe. Mm. There are others out there like us. It's just we have all these intermediaries who have so much power that keep us from connecting with each other. You might call them social media platforms. You might call it the government. You might call it schools, academic institutions who are all trying to push their agenda on us and keep us from, keep us from recognizing the obvious truths and connecting with each other on it because we're all afraid of saying what, what's actually going on because mm. it goes against the, the narrative, you know? I use a lot of key words there, but uh, <laughs> I usually, but I think that's the best way to describe it. It's an information war. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we stay away from politics because I get on my rants. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty good. I mean, I, mean, uh, I, I get why they hate it. They're doing this every week with you, but. <laughs> Yeah, we, I, I, that was dry as hell. I was, I almost fell asleep right now. Forget this. Think, motherfucker, think. I'm good, dog. Well, on a clip that we recorded yesterday, you're like, you know what? You actually started opening me up to all these ideas, and because I just like let it all out. But yeah, I was just entertaining you. So okay, that's fine. Being a good brother. Yeah, I'm trying to support him, but then he takes it a little too far sometimes. Especially you give him a little good compliment, goes all the fucking way. <laughs> no, I know. I hate turkey. I lived there for four months. Oh, for real? <laughs> Why do you hate turkey? <laughs> the food was disgusting, bro. Listen, yeah. So I lived in Turkey for four months. The first week, I thought the food was really good. But it's because I wasn't actually really tasting the food. I know that sounds weird. Okay. As I started to taste the food and it was just, it's bland. It's extremely bland. Like they give you salt. If you're an American, they give you salt packets because they don't put salt on their food. Mm. The people were just terrible. Like I, I, I went thinking I was going to a Muslim country. Like I, that's really why I was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing experience because I went to Morocco. Yeah. And I was like, Man, this is, bro, Turkey, if you want to party, you go to Turkey, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, which is weird. <laughs> you hear the Adan everywhere, but there's clubs too. It's weird. I'm yeah, like, it is. It's a contradiction. It really is, bro. <laughs> it really is. People are drunk. People are, people are drunk out of their mind. But that's, but to be fair, that is Istanbul. And that is the people there are, man. They try to scam you. They try to scam you every chance, every chance they get. Every oh, chance they. Oh my god, bro! Yeah, Iman so- almost bought a rug. Yeah, did you go to? A, did you meet a carpet? Their big scam. How much was it? Six hundred dollars. Yeah, some stupid amount like that. Told you, scam. The best place to be in Turkey, where they're where they actually will not scam you, and the food is very good. As surprising as that is, Cappadocia, and it's an and it's an amazing experience there as well. A lot of history. Cappadocia is where you do the hot air balloons, ATV, and guess what? The best Chinese food I ever had in my life. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. It was Cappadocia. I swear to God. Yeah, I- and and, I, and you, I'll tell you why. It's because that area used to be a Silk Road. So there's actually a lot of Chinese that, well, before the pandemic, they used to be there. They used to go there. So there's actually really good Chinese food. Mm. Yeah. Cappadocia. This is the 
usually when we end um do you have anything you want to plug or mention um i'm not on any social media platform but i'll plug everything health if anyone in the san antonio area needs transportation and uh, it's covered by your insurance or you want to pay out of pocket you should reach out to everything health and emt and uh, we will help you the best way we can